0: They just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Having figured out that they can jump higher beneath the Ogarek, the group decides to venture on to see what's inside this massive floating structure. Songs are sung, theories are crafted, and questions are asked. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory continue onwards and upwards.
1: Now, I could just, like, mess around here all day. This is great. But I do have a feeling we need to, like, actually see what's going on here.
2: Okay. Question, Nehemiah. Yeah. Out of the two of us, which one do you think you could hurl all the way up to that orb? Using the gravity.
1: I mean, we can can tag team this because what I'm thinking we could do is if we both jump I can hold out my, my spear like this and you can use this to like get a double jump going there if I jump like under you you push me back down you jump off the spear and you'll keep going up It's it'll be a trick, it look it's going to be tricky to aim and it's kind of going to be on you because I'm just going to go up after you jump you got to land and like shove me back down
0: so Nehemiah, you're going to try and help someone double jump up to the the orb.
1: That is what I'm attempting. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Who's jumping?
2: I'll I'll take a shot at it. I have I have some honor to reclaim here. <laughs> Fair.
0: So this will be a again a level four for. For Nehemiah, I'm going to make this might-based. Okay. If there's a skill or ability you think you can apply there, that'd be fine. For and it's going to be speed-based, more agility-based.
2: Question. Can mm-hmm. I... I have, I have a couple different skills I can pitch to you in order to be trained in this. The one I'm going to start with is Espionage, just because this is your basic cat burglar kind of thing. This is the sort of thing she would have done with a team at some point to reach places that they couldn't easily scale.
0: All right. Yay. Yeah.
1: And I would pitch balance because this oh, is absolutely, absolutely going back on, on on my time before training.
2: Absolutely. 100%. And I'm also going to spend for a
0: point of effort for this as well. Same. All right. So level four, you're both trained, spending for effort.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Ooh. We both beefed that very badly. We beefed badly. that very badly and I
2: nat nat failed, like
0: crit failed. Like GM intrusion failed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh boy.
2: Smallren's honor is just gone. It is not even in the toilet anymore. It is in the
0: central sewer line. You both prep You take a jump together. Nehemiah, you bring your sword spear up flat so that Small can launch off it. As you guys meet, Mm -hmm. you're about halfway up. I've already said you can jump about 10 feet-ish up. So you're a little farther than that, maybe 12-ish, because you're putting a lot more effort into it now. You meet, and as Small is about to launch off of the sword spear, Jor, you hear a sound like a whip. And before you can even say anything, this tendril comes shooting out of one of the hatches on the side of this, and smacks into both of you, sending you flying to the edge of the clearing, each taking four damage. Ooh. Ooh.
3: I'll I'll back away and and from from that area a bit, and then I'll, I'll run toward them. Man! 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 Man!
0: You okay? Oh! And, and Jory, as you're looking at them, yeah, they probably took some damage from falling, but each of them has this nasty-looking acid burn where they got hit.
3: Ooh, okay, all right.
2: You had a question, Smallrun? Yeah, just because I always forget to apply it, does armor apply to this damage at all?
0: Yes. Okay. And regardless of whether or not you have armor, the burn is still there. You... I didn't know it could do that. Nope. Ah. Jory. Yeah? You remember the song, the verse that was given to you most recently. Traverse the graveyard to the tree, beware the arms, they can be soothed.
3: Okay, well that's, that's the arm.
0: So do we need, like, Tea? Is this
2: a Ben Bane situation?
3: I'm going to do that just as a base level of recovery for you. I will brew some tea. Um, I do have a water finder as an oddity so I can find some water maybe if it's around.
0: You Um, find a a small area where there's like some rocks that are intersecting into a tiny little pool. Perfect. There's some water there.
3: Let's hope that's not poisonous and uh, I will brew a little tea and um, I don't I'm not really good with, like, wounds, or I do something, but um, I can...
1: Come on over here, small rent. Um, I want to take a look at the burns and see what's going on there. Yep. Um, I have healing, so okay. w- that would be an intellect. What's the difficulty?
0: I'll make it a level two. This isn't out of the ordinary, necessarily.
1: Success with a six.
0: Yeah. This is definitely, like... A like a caustic acid like contact burn, mm. definitely something that can be healed and, and tended to. It's not deadly, it's not currently burning any longer. Yeah, but it's definitely from it's
1: just like chemical burn
0: basically from exactly everywhere that that tendril contacted you. It
3: looks painful, it's,
1: <sighs> great. it's not great, it's not your fault. I
3: know, I just feel bad. Me.
2: What can we do to treat it? Do you need any materials?
1: Just time. Wash it out. Time.
0: I will say with tending to this that you can each heal one to the pool that it was taken out of. With Jory's help kind of wrapping it up and and just cleaning it out.
2: Smallrin polishes her forearm blades so that that Nehemiah can use it as a mirror to kind of tend his own burn. Nice.
3: Well... Interesting. Uh, Again, a clarification point, since I was kind of watching from the ground, did they get closer than they had? Yes. Okay, so it it wasn't an issue of intent, probably,
0: it was proximity. No, it was an issue of proximity. Hmm.
2: Smallrin is going to grab, like, a kind of, kind of this, like, softball-sized rock, something that she can heft in one hand and just hold it in both hands. I guess kind of like Swat down a little bit Get it between her knees And then lob it upwards As hard as she can In that spot To see if She can get it closer And to see if the arms Still react to A non-living object
0: You launch it up And you actually get it High enough with it As hard as you're lifting it It actually hits The bottom of the orb And you hear a little Tink And it falls Slowly back down Nothing happens so either they don't
2: respond to non living creatures as threatening, or it recognizes this as some part of itself and doesn't
3: attack it. That's a very fair point.
1: Either possible, certainly.
2: Smallrin then goes grabs that rock and kind of knocks it against one of the other like weird ceramic y rock things nearby to see if it makes the same sound. It does. It does.
3: Well, according to the song, the words, um, it can be soothed, so I'm going to do what I do best and sing at it. That was actually
2: what I was referring to before with the Ben Bane, although thank you for the
3: Ben Bane. Ben Bane is a t- I was not picking up what you were putting down. I'm so sorry, but I hope the tea is good. I'll go sing.
0: You sing the song, I assume. I do.
2: Although if that doesn't work, I think Britney Spears' Toxic is a good second.
0: Mm. Appropriate.
3: It could jam out. It's a banger. It is.
0: Where do you stand?
3: I'm going to stand as close to where it kind of came out below as possible. If that doesn't seem to be doing anything, I'll jump a bit. I don't want to get too close up above, but just trying to get...
0: You sing, and it doesn't seem to do anything. You jump, and there doesn't seem to be any sort of visible or noticeable effect, regardless of how close you get to it. Somebody
3: want to throw me?
1: We can give it a go again, but... I mean, you saw what happened last time.
3: That's true, but I mean, then we'd all be on the same playing field. Um, all right. My survivor's guilt wouldn't be as bad. And uh, I can see if getting right up close to it, if it seems to be aggressive in coming toward me and I can try singing again, maybe that would, would soothe it. I don't. I, eh. All
1: right. Let, let's give it a go. Okay. Uh, this time I'm going to use impressive display to just okay. do it. Okay. I'll spend
0: two might. And again, this will be speed for Jory.
3: Going up. Um, could I use danger sense? Yeah. And difficulty. Sorry.
0: I believe last time I had that as a difficulty four. Oh,
3: uh, bam. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna do. Well, actually, you, you go first, and depending on what you say, I might have a thing.
0: With an eight, that is a, a failure for that. You. Is it the same setup that you guys did before, where Nehemiah jumps and pushes Jory up? Yep. You're at the double jump point, and you actually, as Jory is singing, you kind of get to the point where you're about to push off, and you actually do push off and get a little bit farther, but you hear that whip sound coming out again. Okay.
3: I realized I I didn't read something quite right. I was going to use defensive phasing. Oh, okay. That would have affected my initial roll, so I don't think I
0: honestly, if you spend the points, I'll I'll let it work right now. That's okay. fine. Just so, avoid it. Basically. Yeah, go ahead and make me a speed defense roll, level 5. Speed defense, level 5.
3: Fail again. That's fine.
0: You get a little bit farther than Smallrin did, but again, you hear that whip sound as the tendril comes out, and Nehemiah, you're able to start floating back down before it starts coming in, but Jory, it catches you along the side and bats you out of the way and you take four acid damage. Okay.
3: Did I notice any difference while I was singing?
0: The tendril was slower to react. Nehemiah had time to float back down before it was out and around you. Whew. Oh, I need some tea now too. Questions
2: describe to me again real quick we're in like kind of a clearing in the stones on the ground so we're not particularly close to any of them currently nope Nehemiah see to Jory and then could you come help me see if we can roll one of these larger stones to the center
1: oh that'd work yeah Yeah. let's try that
0: amplification Mm -hmm. bring an amp in very smart (laughs) Nima, if you want to roll on healing again, it'll be a level two if you want to see to Jory. Yep, absolutely. And don't forget to apply armor to that damage if you didn't, Jory. I did. Okay.
1: That's a success with a seven.
0: Clean out the, the acid burn, wrap up the wound, and you can heal one to that pool. Okay. Ooh, thank you so much. Of course. So Droid takes a break, sips some tea, and then Smallren and Nehemiah start getting a stone. Is there a particular size you're looking for? There, you can find literally anything you're looking for.
2: Uh, basically, Smallren just asks Nehemiah, "What do you think the largest is that we can reasonably move?"
1: Um, probably one bit smaller than the both of them. Okay, you we'll find one roll easily. It over.
2: Where do you put it? I'm thinking right in the center, like directly below. And actually, I once we've determined that we can move that size of stone, I I would like to try and find two others the same size and roll them all so they're all like right up on each other in the center below the orb.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: And then uh, just kind of like take one of our bed rolls basically and like set it kind of over them in the center, so there's a place to sit, and then uh, have ask Jory to sit kind of crisscross applesauce in the center and start singing
3: okay up I go climb climb sit sit crisscross applesauce and I'll sing
0: you do and it's so much louder now and as you sing you get through the verse once Doesn't seem like anything's happened, but you do it again. This time, singing even a little bit more loud, just on your own. Smaller Nehemiah, you see that there are some of there are a bunch of hatches. Some that it looked like the tendrils were coming out of. Some are smaller, and they have a small aperture on them that starts opening up.
1: (laughs) Oh, keep at it. Keep at it. Something's happening. Nothing's.
0: Yep. Nothing's coming out of them, but they're opening. I will sing louder they keep opening and until they are fully open and there's they said nothing coming out of them they're probably about 5 to 6 feet across there's like three or four of them underneath here the larger ones that these tendrils had been coming out of are still closed tight
2: uh, all right uh Using the perception that the ogre and orb gives me, can I attempt to just like basically like look up and see if I can see inside any of these
0: open portals? Yeah, there's a strange soft green glow coming from inside. Hmm.
1: I've got another potentially more foolhardy idea.
0: Let's do it.
1: <laughs> Alright. Climb on my back. And then when I hit the top of the jump, you jump off. That's that saves the aiming problem. I think that I think that's what we were having trouble with last time.
3: Let's let's do it.
2: Jory, you keep singing.
3: I nod
0: as I continue to sing. I'm trying to listen to them, but I'm basically just <laughs> sure yeah. I'm not going to make you roll for it this time. You have the process down. You have perfected what you're trying to do here. You get on Nehemiah's back. Double jump happens, and and you're able to push forward, and you get your hands around the edge of this circular opening. And you are holding on. Cool. And you can easily pull yourself in if you want to. I would like to do so. (laughs) Sure. You pull yourself up into a room that you assume is kind of a round shape. It has a curved top and a curved floor, so it's almost like football saucer shaped, if you looked at a cross section. On the walls there are curved protrusions made of the same white looking synth and in the center of the curved ceiling the thing that is giving off this strange green glow is this domed membrane that extends down into the bottom of the ceiling. You see the other apertures that are like kind of letting light up. There are four of them kind of around the edges of this room. That's all that's in here.
2: How large is the room? I'm sorry if you said... I did not. It is
0: maybe 40 feet
2: across. 40 feet across. You said four or five apertures? Four. Four total. And then glowing green membrane thingy in the ceiling.
0: Like a dome. Pushing downwards, not upwards.
2: And it's so it's glowing. Is there any sort of pulse to it? Does it give off the sense that it's a living
0: creature? It does not. Give off that. But I will say there are three things that you immediately notice as you take note of your surroundings and not just what you're looking at, but what you're feeling and experiencing. Gravity is even less present here. You could, in just kind of like moving, you are almost like moonwalk style, mm. floating off the ground with every step that you take. There are waves of energy that are flowing through this room, back and forth, almost like a heat mirage on a hot surface. With each wave that comes across, there is a strange mental surge of thousands of whispering voices. Whispering, but not screaming. Not screaming. And other than the hatches, there are no other entrances or exits to this room.
2: After taking a, a couple moments to kind of get used to being in the space and, like, feeling how that, that kind of energy is vibrating, smallrun would like to try and basically, like, leap across the room in tandem with one of these energy waves to see if she can stay with it long enough to hear what the voices are saying.
0: You can hear them more clearly, but it's not in a language you understand, and it's very quiet.
2: Does it sound similar to the language of the song? Do I think Jory might understand it? Most likely. Okay. Ooh, I'm debating whether I want to jump up and touch the green glowy thing.
0: Do you want to let the other people know what's going on?
2: (laughs) Once she realizes that she's going to need Jory. um, I'm trying to remember. Do I have rope of any description? Yes, in your explorer's pack, yeah. How long? Would it be enough to drop it down so they could climb up? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Is there anything to anchor it to in here? Is there any sort of protrusion or would I just have it's to kind of... It's pretty smooth. You're going to have to hold it. Okay. I call down to the others, just yelling across the distance and hoping the amplification will, that of the stones Jory's sitting on will help, um, but yell down that I need them up here. I'm dropping the rope. I do have a pack of light tools. So this entire room though is made of that kind of ceramic like synth.
0: No, the floor and the ceiling are metal.
2: Metal. The okay.
0: the sides that are kind of like curving in almost are synth. Would I be able
2: to like drive some sort of spike or something into the floor just to kind of help anchor this rope?
0: Not with light tools okay. if you had like crafters tools mm-hmm. or something like that, yes, but not with light tools. light tools are more for things like lock picking and small tasks watch repair got it
2: i've
1: I've got an idea if you can get me up there I think I can i I, I think I could get this taken care
2: of well yeah smaller basically just going to drop the rope down and then stand directly in the center between the apertures in like the lowest point of the floor and mm-hmm. like brace herself as best she can also using like the edge of the the hole that the rope is going through as a point of contact. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's actually not as hard as you think it would be because the lessened gravity. Mm-hmm. So br- bracing yourself up against that and like the, the curve of the floor helping out with the leverage of that, Nehemiah is able to scramble up the rope pretty easily.
1: And then I can take the rope, tie it off on the sword spear, and then put that at a low part of the aperture. Mm. There you go. And that's, that'll be wide enough that Jorah should be able to get up without much of an issue.
3: Correct. Never had to climb a rope while singing really loud before, but let's give this a shot.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> before you go up, I will roll me, just me an intellect. Okay. Level two. Level two
3: intellect. Would I get a danger sense from this? Yes. Okay.
0: do trains, intellect. That's a success with a 15. Yep. You reach down and grab, like, a small chunk of the rock. Yep. And use it as, like... It's going to be a little bit awkward climbing up with it, but use it as a megaphone, essentially, <laughs> as you're climbing.
3: Absolutely.
2: It's so your own little portable speaker.
0: I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> you all make it up into this saucer-shaped room. And again, Nehemiah, Jor, you experience the same thing that Smallrin did. There is just these waves and you can almost see them like that heat mirage coming kind of back and forth across this chamber and every time it washes over you you hear a a whisper thousands of voices whispering together at once kind of just wash over your mind and this whole room has this green glow that's coming from the membrane up above and again no exits or entrances other than the apertures and if you go down and look you can just see the ground like they all open up to the same thing underneath
1: all right.
3: I assume once I'm inside I stop singing, does that change anything? The apertures start closing. Okay. Nothing in this room seems to be changing though.
0: Nope. But as you stop singing the apertures start closing back up. Those portals shut down. And so now there's not light pouring up, but it is you can still see there is this green glow. And
2: before she does that, we do reclaim the sword spear and the
0: rope. The sword spear and the rope. I assumed so. I assumed so. Our tools. jory
2: i attempted to follow this energy field but they appear to be whispering in the same language as the song Ah,
3: feels good to be needed
2: we're making jory do all the heavy lifting here
3: (laughs) you know what i'm okay with it i feel very useful okay let's give a listen
0: you, kind of taking small instructions, move back and forth to try and follow the wave. It's definitely in that language, but it's quiet, far away. You can make out a couple of words, but it's nonsense. It, you can't piece it together to be anything comprehensible.
3: Is it because there's too many, or is it just too hard to like focus on?
0: It's because there's a lot of them, but also because it's very quiet. It'd be the equivalent of, like, if I were to whisper something to you in English. You might be able to pick up that it was English and that I was saying something, but maybe not the details of what I'm saying. Does it help that she's holding the rock? You put it up to your ear, and you can hear them a little bit more clearly now, but it's still very, very quiet.
3: Well, I don't think it's very practical for us to start holding a bunch of rocks up here, but that is our plan C. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just real quick, I will sing to see if that does I think you said it it didn't do anything when I stopped, but if I do it again and kind of loudly, does it do anything? It doesn't, it doesn't seem, seem to. All right. Well, what's the big green thing, anyway?
1: That's the
2: question, now. I was thinking about jumping up and touching it, but I thought I would wait.
3: Does um, that, the green thing, is there any relationship um, with the hues of that as there was with like the acid burns of the, the arms or anything?
0: It doesn't seem related.
1: Uh, how how far above us is it?
0: It is twenty feet.
1: Okay, so with the lowered gravity, jumping distance. Oh yeah, easily. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the dumb thing because it seems to be the thing to do, and I will jump up and give a little high five. Ugh. See what's going on.
0: You go up, high five it, and your hand slorps through it, mm-hmm. and starts pulling you up into it. Oh.
3: oh.
1: Oh. Okay. Oh, this is new. This is new. <laughs> smaller,
0: and, smaller and grab my feet. As you you are now, like, you just, like, halfway, almost, like, are you guys going to try and pull him out, yes. or is he going to go up? It's up to you. It doesn't matter.
1: Can I, if I, like, try and pull my arm out, can I get out?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Hold on. Let me.
3: You okay?
1: If, if I don't, if you don't see, if I don't say anything in 30 seconds, at 20 seconds, you pull me out. And I'm going to, like, kind of go in. I will
3: throw the rope up if that did not already happen. Oh, yeah. So that you can...
1: I'll tie it around my ankle real quick and... Yeah. All right. And I'll I'll stick my head in, see what happens.
0: (laughs) Again, kind of squish through the membrane and it starts pulling you up into it. And you kind of, like, pop out the other side. The membrane is domed on this side, too, but now it's, like hemisphere mm-hmm. in the floor and okay. you pop out into this like cylindrical shaped room
1: huh I'll kind of stick my head back through the floor hey there's another room up here
2: <laughs> I'm assuming because he isn't distressed that there's nothing wrong with that room So,
1: nah this place is just weird
3: D- is there anything in the
0: room
1: That that was my next question
0: In the room, you see there, again, it's kind of this cylindrical-shaped room. There are three doorways. The ceiling goes up. You still have this green glow from the membrane, but the ceiling goes up past the point where the glow does, so eventually it kind of ends in shadow. So you can't Mm -hmm. see the top of it. Gotcha. If you listen really closely, you can hear a mechanical slithering. Ooh. Up above? like, like
1: chainmail or something.
0: Not quite like chainmail; more like, like a snake with metallic scales. Yes. Hmm. You hear that up above, very quietly.
1: Huh.
2: I'm assuming while he's noticing this, Jory and Smallrin are climbing up/slash jumping up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've got my spear at the ready. Um, can I do a perception check to see if I can? find anything else
0: yeah absolutely cool that's gonna be a level just for looking around level three
2: that is a failure with a five
0: you're real unnerved by mechanical slithering
2: i said once small Wren pops through the membrane the ogren orb is kind of freaking out like they they it loves this this is the coolest thing that we have seen in a week so i would like to on perception as well sure level three And I'm going to spend for a point of effort as well, because I've been rolling so
0: horribly. There we go. Success with a nine. Awesome. Right on the nose. You look around. There are three doors in this chamber. I'm going to say one at 12 o'clock, one at 4 o'clock, and one at 7 o'clock, because it is round and cylindrical, so it has, like, straight walls going up. You hear the slithering higher up you can't necessarily see what's there though but you notice around the domed membrane that you all came out of there is like control buttons and little panels in this ring that are that's around it hmm.
2: are they labeled at all or just arranged in such a way that they're clearly a control panel
0: they're not labeled with words but there's pictograms one of them is a square with a grid on it one of them is a cube with a grid on it and one of them is a dot with lines coming off of it and right now none of them are illuminated oh.
3: as is typical I will sing <laughs>
2: <laughs> the song of her people
3: yes you sing nothing happens I mean everybody in the room is very moved yeah. outside of that.
2: Always. Smallrin sinks to her knees and covers one side of her face with her <laughs> hand and says, Sing,
3: my angel of music! <laughs> you already have, like, one fake eye, so it's fine.
0: Nothing happens, necessarily. Like, nothing reacts to it. But you do notice that it is louder in here. Without the stone. Are any of
2: the doors labeled? Or have any kind of pictograms? or?
0: No labels. But they all are all are shut
2: do they have any visible doorknob, handle control panel they all have
0: like a little control box next to it but there's no buttons there's a microphone
3: well (laughs) (laughs) I walk over to the microphone Um, which
0: one there's a door at 12 a door at 4 and a door at 7
3: we'll try 4 we'll just start Four. from the bottom and go up now we're okay. here um and I actually won't sing first I'm gonna how well can I replicate the words I've been hearing
0: at this point yeah pretty well okay. if this was at the beginning of you hearing them I would say it would be hard but you've heard these you can replicate especially any of the words in the song easily Open in the song any place.
3: <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I would know, but I don't have the text in front of
0: me. It's not.
3: darn it. I will just say a random word then. Okay. Like a, if there's a hello or a um, like a the word for stone or the word for any, anything that might be kind of related to what we're around. I'll say that.
1: We're gonna. We're gonna rock this speak friend and enter style <laughs> basically
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have you roll me a d6 4 you pick the word dimension Ooh, nice nothing happens
3: not as nice
0: listen to the rhapsody find the connection verse 1 to break the silence restore the power connect the feed within the chamber echo the signal A response is waited far and long. Listen to the rhapsody, break the silence. Save our voices from the tumult. Listen to the rhapsody, break the silence, is verse one. Verse 2. Listen to the rhapsody, restore the array. Verse 2, to break the silence. Traverse the graveyard to the tree, beware the arms, they can be soothed. Your reply is heard across dimensions. Listen to the rhapsody, break the silence. This will lead you to the tumult. Listen to the rhapsody, break the silence.
3: I need to see it again. Oh man, I love puzzles. I already tried dimensions. Just one?
0: You could say a phrase, that's fine too.
3: My first thought would be to actually say heard across dimensions. After that, if that's no effect,
0: I'll try rhapsody. Okay, let's 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 start with this. You say dimension, nothing happens. Yeah. You say heard across dimension. And as soon as you say heard, a little green light above the door clicks on. But it doesn't open. Which door are we at again? I'm sorry. Four o'clock.
1: Four o'clock. Cool.
0: I will sing then. You sing the word heard and you hear a click and the door actually goes up into the ceiling. And you can't see into the room. It's almost like there's some sort of shadowy barrier at the entrance.
2: Hmm. That's not ominous.
3: Nope, but it makes sense in a weird way. How so? I don't know. If it's. A... I replied, heard across dimensions. If you look at it that way, then this is across dimensions, so if that that's in there doesn't exist where we are, it would make sense for it to be black. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I hope it sounds accurate.
2: No, that that sounds pretty good. You know more about this than we do.
3: D- do I know? D- do I?
2: Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> no matter how much you know, you know more <laughs> than we do.
1: I was going to say cuz like my my best guess at this point is to do the whole rope thing again and just, you know, hope for the best.
3: I guess it couldn't hurt, but um, I mean it no,
1: it it could it hurt could. a lot.
3: What? Ooh. Yeah, going but,
1: back to
2: our earlier conversation about how everything here is weird and scary and we don't know what will happen.
1: Right. Um <laughs> but I don't think we have an abundance of other options. Um is it like a black like a membrane?
0: It's not so much a membrane as it looks like a shadow. Like, there's, there's nothing solid about it. But it's definitely opaque, if that makes sense. Like, you can't... You can tell there's probably something on the other side. It's not like you are seeing into a dark room that like, there's just no light in. This is definitely a barrier of some sort. It's there. actually... It's not. It's actually just a
3: wall. It's just Vantablack.
0: <laughs> <sighs> the best way I, I can describe it is, like, a magical darkness.
2: Okay. Yeah. Smallrin kind of puts puts a hand on uh, Nehemiah's shoulder and says before one of us goes through why don't we try putting something a little less living and she's going to take I would assume in her pack of light tools there would be like a hammer like a small oh, yeah. hammer of some so she basically Absolutely. something something's kind of long and she takes it and basically just like pokes one end of it through the darkness to see what happens to it
0: As you poke it through, absolutely nothing.
2: Pulls it back out and examines the other end closely.
0: It is spotless. Cleaner than you've ever seen it before, as though you first bought it, if not
2: better. Does it smell of any sort of cleaning agent? Is there any sort of caustic fume coming off it? She's going to take out the aforementioned jerky, a long piece of strip of jerky, and we're going back to the same, like, organic and inorganic substances and she puts the jerky in and pulls it out to see how it affects how it affects flesh
0: (laughs) it is relatively unchanged it is if there was dust on the jerky it's not there any longer if it accumulated road drit along (laughs) your journey it is no longer there
1: Nehemiah will stick his hand in Pull it out.
0: I would advise your non-dominant hand. So very clean. No more dirt under your fingernails. Not a single smudge of anything on it anywhere. We are
3: opening a dry cleaner's right now.
2: (laughs) Here's Uh, my question.
3: What did that feel like?
2: Nothing.
1: Nothing at all. Feels like I was touching... Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> um, all right. Nehemiah's gonna. All right, I'm I'm gonna risk it a little bit here. Um, and Nehemiah's gonna stick his head in. Yeah. What do I see?
0: You are given how dim it is in here. You're nearly blinded by daylight. Huh. It takes you a second to comprehend what you're seeing, but as you blink. It's an irregularly shaped room, assuming the outside walls have been torn away. Up above, you see some of the roots from the tree coming down, but you see the sky and the horizon line.
1: Oh, okay. It's just up. I pull my head (laughs) back out, and my face is so clean. Uh,
0: Yep. (laughs) Your hair is, like, dirt-free and, like, puffy- Mm. Like fresh washed? Right. Mm. Lovingly shampooed.
1: That's just outside.
3: Like, is it outside?
1: Like outside here, yeah. Like the the tree is up there. But is everything else the
3: same? was it like a different place?
1: Seems like it.
3: Could you see the stones?
1: Could I?
0: On
2: the ground?
1: I'm assuming so.
0: Yes, far away, but you're very high up in the air, mm. and so you could see it, like the edge of it.
1: A bit. We are, we are a good distance up.
0: So not
3: a good idea to step through or we'd go but we'd be clean. Uh, there's a
1: way. little bit of a room over there, but it it was broken apart and like this this used to be a like I think a lot of the rocks out there, like it's that room or at least part of it.
0: Mm. There was probably more in there, but for the short amount of time you peeked through, you weren't necessarily to pick stuff up, but, like, that's the general feeling you got from it. If you want to go in and look more or stick your head through longer, there's definitely more to see.
1: Okay. Yeah, there's probably more in there, then.
0: Okay. I guess, uh, if there's a floor to stand
3: on, uh, maybe I'll just go through in case there's anything that I need to, um, language on the other side. Makes sense. (sighs) Okay. Um, Keep the
1: rear guard here then.
3: I'm gonna I, you seem to be able to go back and forth just fine, so I don't know if I need to take the rope, but Take take the
2: rope, tie the other end to Nehemiah just to be safe, and Done. I'll I'll come with you just in okay. case you need help.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh through we go, I guess. Alright, all of you or just you?
2: The two of us. The two of you. Nehemiah's okay, staying behind.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. You step through. And again, nearly blinded mm-hmm. by the bright sunlight that is, is out here. Your, your eyes adjust. Um, and again, you see the same thing, kind of like, a, it, like the curved, what would have been the wall has been like shattered out, blown outwards. And you see the roots and kind of branches from the tree arcing over the side of the wall where you are and kind of growing down into the area. Two things... Three things that you notice. Let me turn my page. Notes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. There is debris in some of the uh, along the edges of the room. Not debris from the stones. Not the same kind of thing. More like numenera debris, biotum and ciphers and the like. In the center of a room, maybe a 10 feet across, is a disc.
2: Disc in the center. Does it look like those traps we encountered in the woods? Nope.
3: Okay, and it does look like this got kind of torn off, you said. Um, yes. Around the rest of the room, what is there? Is there an, any like furniture, any panels, any anything?
0: Nope. What you see are, are small piles of Numenera. Literally piles. Not, not as though it's been thrown around, but little stashes. What's the disc in the middle? How big? About ten feet across. Is it
3: propped up or just laying on the ground?
0: It is almost like a part of the ground. It's, it's, there's a little bit of a lip, but I see. it's set into something.
3: So I get the feeling that that barrier is just to prevent any kind of microbe or disease or something from coming through. Maybe.
2: It is very odd that this room has cleansing properties, even when the wall has been ripped away.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I will go up to the disc,
0: and I will just kind of touch it. See if nothing happens. Okay. Do you guys pull Nehemiah through, or you're leaving him <laughs> on the other side?
1: He's just standing there, waiting for. Waiting for whatever mechanical slithering to possibly come down and just I'll, ruin his day. Smallren gives
3: too. like
2: three tugs on the rope.
3: Yeah.
1: What we got? <sighs>
3: um, you, if there's anything you want to tie that to, just if you want to come in, you can come in. We're probably okay. Oh, okay.
1: All right. I'll just come in. All right. So what we got?
0: Nehemiah, as you say that, the disc floats two inches off the floor. Oh, whoa.
3: We need more people, apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I walk over to the disc, tap it.
2: Smallrin lays down on the floor and looks under the disc. Is there anything lifting it, or is it actually floating?
0: It's actually floating.
2: When he tapped it, does it affect the elevation at all?
0: A little bit.
2: Like, does it wobble
0: in the air? Uh, Barely.
3: I will put a foot on it
0: and try to stand... You can stand on it. I hmm. will step off of it.
2: <laughs> what is directly above it? Open air. Tree branches. Hmm. So the piles of Numenera, Iodum, all this other stuff, is there... She wants to go look through them and see if there's anything whole there, or if it's all sure. just like, pieces and scraps.
0: It's a little bit of everything. Okay
2: does does there seem to be rhyme or reason to the piles like she's looking through to see if, are have they been sorted
0: they have not
3: am I hearing anything
0: other than like the wind through the tree branches above you Nehemiah say something else
1: uh, something else nothing
2: say what have we got here again
1: what have we got here
0: it rises another two inches.
1: What? Okay, come on now. What have we got here? Two inches. Here.
2: Nothing Joy, happens. are you able to tell if what he's saying sounds like a phrase in that other language? The disc rises two inches.
1: Is it only questions? That's in that's in that's in, that's character. in character.
0: It rises two inches.
1: <laughs> what the heck? It
0: rises two inches. This is.
1: I I sit on top of it. Why are you like this? <laughs>
0: it rises every time. Another question: at two inches.
3: Is there anything underneath it still, or is it just li- literally
0: no, just, just rising by itself? It's just rising.
2: Swar-in would like to look underneath it, like at the actual bottom of the disc. Is there anything mm-hmm. there?
0: Not really. It's a little domed underneath, so it's kind of like flat top, round bottom. Nehemiah, you said you were on top of it? Yep. As it you're... goes up another two inches. You just <laughs> asked a question. Um... And wait, no, actually, you say, Nehemiah, you're still on top of it, and it goes up two inches, and Nehemiah says, yeah, and it lowers two inches. Oh,
2: I love this. I don't say that out loud. So when questions are answered, it, re- it regains its equilibrium. But if you ask a question with no answer, it remains in the air.
1: We have here a weird floating disk that rises when questions are asked.
3: (laughs) Yeah. He (sighs) stayed (sighs) in. When it goes up, can you see anything that it might be headed toward up there that you couldn't from the perspective that is lower?
0: Right now, you're not even a foot in the air necessarily. But theoretically
3: me what is it all about
0: <laughs> do you guys just ask questions till it just rises and rises and rises <laughs> how far up do you want to go we'll call it 10 feet you guys start asking some unanswerable or super esoteric questions others just like what's your name how are you stuff like that and it's slowly bit by bit Rises up into the air until you're about ten feet off the ground in this open aired room. What vexes men?
1: (laughs) What is a man?
0: You notice two things. Uh huh. One, as you go up, you're kind of getting closer to the tree branches, but this was probably supposed to go to some sort of upper level that was in this room that is no longer here. Right. You can see kind of closer into the lower boughs of the tree, and you can see these tubes of milky liquid some of them are broken and the liquid is dripping out into onto the tree in certain areas in other places it's still kind of moving through and you can if you get close enough to it there's you're close enough to one that's still moving you feel more than hear a constant low rumble almost subsonic The other thing you notice is kind of just turning around, looking on the horizon. You see four creatures flying towards you. Long, curved beaks with wings and claws and four limbs with hooked talons on either side are flying towards you on the horizon. Oh,
2: boy.
1: Hey, y'all. We got company.
0: Game. Thank you so much for listening to episode 36 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow our podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and on our website at imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you can also find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I would love to thank JJ and Veronica Everett and Connor for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, We'd love if you could take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review on whatever podcatcher will let you do so. Both of those things are a great way to help us. As always, you can find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQLoudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at ReallyBridget. And of course, be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghostlike Media production.